Meanwhile, 22 pages later, with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. I don't have a theme. I don't have any way to kind of bring in the show. All I got to say is I'm hoping things get better. I'm hoping we're around the corner. So welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 153. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who people say talk too much, but he just calls it having a vast vocabulary. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. I'm your number one fan. Um, It's still horror, right? Yep. Sci-fi um, horror. Sci-fi horror. I'm your well, number it's one. sci-fi or horror. Sci-fi or horror. Damn, I, I wouldn't know that one. What, what were you, Ralph? No idea. Misery. Wow! Right before she hobbles him with the big uh, sledgehammer to his ankles. Oh my god, that's the, that's the only actress that um, was young and looked old. I'm Kathy Bates. <laughs> <laughs> she was younger now than she did back then, I'm sorry. <laughs> Poor girl. It's the magic I know. Of it's the magic of being white sometimes. They say, what the, black don't crack, so what does white do? What does it rhyme with? Um, I, don't know. I don't know if there is particularly one. I'm sure there is one. I know white, Asian, white's Asian not bright out of spite? Oh, Asian no raisin. <laughs> Whites can pay for Botox and plastic surgery. Ah, there's the other voice I was looking for. And our other illustrious host is the man who people say has no bad side to him, but I don't buy it. Even Gandhi probably said, fuck you at one point. RT Square, we're off the tech. So the other day, as I waited for the stop sign to turn green, <laughs> a thought occurred to me. Monitoring incoming nuclear strikes might be the only job you're glad it's boring. True. True. Very true. That's very true. He comes home, puts his his jacket down, pops open a beer, and the wife says, so did you have an exciting day today? And he just looks at her and like drops the beer and is like, oh, thank God no. sounds like sounds like um, your like imagination of what a good life would be that kind of job and that kind of wife oh hell yeah you know you just get paid all day to look at a monitor and make sure there's no nuclear strikes and then you'd be the first (laughs) one to know so you could be like yeah "Yeah, honey um remember that contingency i told you about yeah get on the ground now (laughs) oh my god yeah but the last person that the only person that we know of that has a Nuclear monitoring job and does a bad job of it is Homer Simpson. Right. <laughs> so it's not all it's cut up to be. Hey, all, all right, Jeff. All he's doing what? is pressing buttons all day, so that seems kind of fun. <laughs> well, let me start off by saying um, I wanted to correct myself from the um, the beginning of 152. I know Mike pointed out to me I had said something along the lines of um, we haven't been here in a while and we started talking about DC. We've actually been talking about DC for the past couple of podcasts. Quarantine makes you delirious. But we're going back there again. And so we're does going that back. Brain. Stop. Stop. It's not dad brain, bro. It's quarantine brain. Yeah. A lot of us have it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll be going back to DC Animated to talk about the new film, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. But first, Mike and the Quick News are kind of like Dick Cheney and George W. Bush. One uses the other to try to achieve world dominance. Too political? Well, here's the fucking quick news, you ungrateful fucking dweebs. Wow. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Cap. 
Hey, does this sound like an ideal Comic-Con to you? No waiting in lines, no parking problems, and lots of comfortable seating. Well, guess what? That's what you will have at this year's Comic-Con International San Diego online. The organizers of the West Coast's largest nerd fest are going full tilt streaming due to coronavirus restrictions. So far, there are no details of plans, content, or online dates. But this year, if you are around smelly cosplayers, you only have yourself to blame. <laughs> Where were we talking about that? Oh, we talked about it um, when, when uh, Mike and I was off. And Ralph also, we were off podcast and we were talking about smelly, um, smelly cosplayers. And the young lady that was um, with us was like, really? And we're like, dude. Yeah, it's like it's but not why? Their fault. They're wearing costumes in in a hot environment, no. sweating all day. No, 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 no. We've walked by plenty of people in in the Comic Con where it's not about the costume; it's just about hygiene yeah. or lack thereof. Oh, but to yeah. but to go back to the point, so wow, so so San Diego is offering um, a digital a digital uh, Comic Con. Right. My question it will be is online, but they just have no you know information about it yet. Yeah, I'm wondering how they're going to do that. If is it going to be about like people who bought tickets already? They're going to honor them first, or like, but they refund. There's everybody. no way in the world you're going to be able to charge anybody the same price of a Comic Con ticket to go online. There's just no way that's happening. <laughs> because They'll what find are you going to do? Like, I guarantee you, they find a way. And not saying that they find exactly to get a price point, but I can see them charging like, hey, for another $30, you can speak one-on-one with these people, you know, during the... I was about the- to say, even if it's not, I mean, between one-on-one conversations or also like saying like, hey, you know those things that you never get to see because everyone crowds in? Well, now you get to see them. Um, but even that, it's that's going to be hard. That's going to be a hard sell. I mean, they'll try and do individual roll, pricing maybe. Who knows? You e- know? Even uh, New York Comic Con, I got an email the other uh, day where they're offering a, a free live stream like uh, Q&A with um, uh, the, the, the voice actors for Kim Possible. Who yeah, was, I saw that, yeah. Kim Possible and Unstoppable, Wolf Reddy, and uh, I forgot the other girl's name. Um, and then they offered also uh, a one-on-one thing, but that one's limited to, like, I think 50 slots or something like that. So hmm. I guess they'll probably yeah. do something like that. But I could only see, like, if... If if uh, San Diego does this right, they could actually make more money. The only problem I can see happening is if if they have something where, like, they overload their servers because they sold too many tickets because they got so many people streaming, and the next right. thing you know, is just crashing and crashing everywhere. So that's the only. Well, problem that would I can be see weird because nothing ever crashes with the New York Comic Con ticketing, ever, <laughs> <laughs> ever. I mean, it's oh, not like not. it happens every single year, you know. No, we're not sour. <laughs> yeah. All right, what else you got there, Mike? I guess we're not going to San Diego Comic Con. Nah. Well, you can. <laughs> it's going to be online. Yeah, we'll see how much oh, it's yeah. going to cost. Go ahead. All right. Well, stop me if you heard this one before. Stop. An interstellar law enforcement alien crash lands on Earth. Before succumbing to death, the alien bestows his powers and duties onto a deserving Earthling who will join a core dedicated to protecting life in the universe, no matter how bright the day or how dark the night. That's right. And what should really be no surprise to anyone, Marvel Studios is in the midst of creating a solo project for the superhero Nova. Although uh. in active <laughs> development, whether this version of Nova will be Richard Ryder or Sam Alexander or someone else has not been revealed, it is also unknown if Nova is being produced for film or streaming. And by the way, did you guys actually really think I was talking about Green Lantern? Shame on you. Oh, come on. <laughs> I would hope, if, if for those who listen and know us, you know Mike's always going to throw that curveball in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually thought you were talking about the Green Gardeners of America. 
the green yeah, could be them America. too. But yeah, but aren't green at all. But it's just so funny because uh, the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott, who has very little to do with the Green Lanterns that we know, was from 1940. Uh, Hal Jordan was introduced in, I think, 59. Uh, but uh, Nova came out in 76. So you have 17 years later, and it's like, yeah, Marvel. I mean, it's nothing wrong with copying, but man, you guys just... <laughs> <laughs> the letter of the right day is B, and B stands for blatant. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, but but I mean, I I'm I am excited to see about Nova. It took me a while because growing up, he was part from. I know Nova as part of the New Warriors, and the New okay. Warriors were, for me, they were like B level team. That's they being kind B-level. to them. Well, people people love them. People are like, oh my goodness, you know, you have um, oh what was his name? Um, Night Thrasher. Huh. Night Thrasher? Yeah, Night Thrasher. You had Firestar. You had um, Speedball. You had a couple of guys there that really, oh, Name Marita. And people like, oh, my God, this team's great. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm all right. Pass. <laughs> I mean, they were fine, especially in the beginning, like most of the things. At least it starts off well. But, yeah, I mean, it's not the greatest group of heroes. Uh, but I like Nova beforehand. Um, okay. But you knew about yeah. him before, and I didn't, yeah. yeah. There's a character right. called Namorita. Yeah, it's uh, it's Namor's um, sister, I think, or cousin. I forget how they're related. I think cousin. I think cousin. Yeah. Was someone drinking a margarita while they were naming her? No, wow. that's just how how you know you have to. Well, we we can't call her girl Namor. It's like how how else will we know that she's related? It's like you could just give her her own name and just just mention that she happens to be related. But no, 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 just call her Namorita. That's fine. <laughs> how about Helen, Elizabeth, Jackie? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, go in the kitchen, make me some pie. Those are for all my feminists over there. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think she'd have killed you on that one. Right. <laughs> what else you got there, Mikey? All right, last but not least. Well, ain't that sweet? DC Comics and the Hershey Company have teamed up to honor the frontline workers fighting through this pandemic. Coming in July is the superhero Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bar. According to Hershey's president and CEO, Michelle Buck, quote, supporting our communities in difficult times is part of our legacy and an important value that our current employees share. From the building of projects that created local jobs during the Great Depression to producing military rations during World War II, we take great pride in making a difference where we can, end quote. The superhero candy bars will be engraved with the logos of the DC Comics Trinity, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, as well as the sound effect, BAM. Although the public has to wait a couple of months for the treats, Hershey is sending out an early shipment to the front lines. Well, that's good. That's very that's nice. That's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Does, uh, does every, every bite you take help you take a bite out of crime? Uh, no, that would be McGruff, the crime dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for confusing the audience again, Ralph. <laughs> I told um, you, just it's add. 90s night. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Oh. You said that off cast. You said that off podcast. Listen, it doesn't matter. Was it's McGruff 90s or was he 80s? We're not releasing the uh, uh, Meet Donald 22 after dark yet, so nobody knows what we're talking about. Was it McGruff 90s or 80s? Um, 80s. McGruff was definitely 80s. I I thought McGruff was 80s, but I thought. Yeah, but remember, Ralph was born like 91. I was born in 88, so by the time I was actually able to, like, you know, understand things was the 90s. Also, remember in in DR, a lot of the things are mislabeled, so, you know, when by the time they got him, oh, it's the 90s, fuck it. Who cares? (laughs) Was their their slogan take a a bike out of sugar cane? Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever taken yeah. a bite out of sugar cane, you would know. Yes, you would. I, I will agree. I will agree. <laughs> Those criminals so Mike, are up all night. <laughs> so, Mike, that's all your quick news? That is it. All right. I'll just add to Mike's quick news by saying Fisher Price also is doing the same thing about um, honoring the um, the frontline workers. They're releasing a set of dolls. I think they're called um, 
um, first response heroes, and it's like um, people, delivery men, um, doctors, nurses, things of that sort, mm-hmm. in a Fisher Price set. It's like a $25 set. Really cool. And, and like the proceeds, 75% of the proceeds go to, um, you know, um, getting P, P, um, PPEs for everybody and things of like that. So it was, it was real cool. I, I saw nice. that. So yeah. Very nice. Ralph, do you have any quick news? Uh, not really much quick news. I just want to say that's what's up to all those uh, celebrities that are using their celebrity for a good purpose now. You know, you, you got, uh, I don't know anyone specifically, but I've seen a lot of, you know, uh, famous people who are just trying to help charities out by giving, mm-hmm. lending them their, I guess, their face, their celebrity to make people aware of these charities so that people can donate to them. Oh, that's always a good thing. I just want to say that's what's up. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. He's like, is he trying to make that a new segment now, Mike? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, that, that was up. I'm like, he's trying to fucking, you know, land himself a spot. Listen, it's all no, about Brandon, baby. <sighs> we all got our things here. We all got one each, but fuck it. All right. <laughs> Since when do we only have one? Hmm. Well, I've, I've got the intro and I've got the, uh, well, let's not get into it. All right. <laughs> Let's not get into it. All right. So now let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Let's go into the DC animated movie, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Thank God we're not spelling it because somebody would fuck it up. And with a synopsis, and he would spell it right because he's good at word games, it's MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Take it away, bro. I'm good at everything. Whoa, except being humble. (laughs) I'm good at that. I just choose not to be right now. Uh, (laughs) Justice League Dark Apocalypse War is the 38th movie in the DC Universe animated original movies and the 15th and final, thank God, film in the DC animated movie universe that began with 2013's Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox. Um, Apocalypse War was directed by Matt Peters and Christina Soda from a story by Soda and Ernie Altbacker. The film has too few critic rate reviews on Rotten uh, Tomatoes for accuracy, but has an audience rating of 92%. Mm -hmm. Now, per usual, Metacritic has no rating for these animated features, because why would they? (laughs) All righty. We turn our nose. Nah. Now, let's just see if... Let's see with this odd synopsis if anyone can pick out what's been done and how it came out. In a flash, I could point out the needless paradox of this film's war. Bringing in the son of Batman, sure, I was thrown because Atlantis was not represented. It was inevitable that friend would battle friend, father against son, Batman versus Robin, as the bad blood between the Dark Knight and the Teen Titan painted this Justice League movie dark. Lex Luthor appeared loyal to Darkseid while feeding vital information to our heroes in a Judas contract that would result in hell to pay for Lois Lane and all those (laughs) that fought on his side. It was the death of Superman's power that allowed the ruler of Apocalypse to decimate Earth and its inhabitants. But when a reign of supermen and women led <laughs> one last strike, a hush, a hush fell over the battlefield until a final victory was decided. With so many heroes lost and so many bloodlines ended, the people of Earth face a long, long road to recovery. All righty. It's starring the voice talents of Matt Ryan as John Constantine, Jerry O'Connell as Superman, Taisa Formiga as Raven, Stuart Allen as Robin. Tony Todd as Darkseid, Ray Chase as Etrigan, Jason O'Mara as Batman, Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman, Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor, Rebecca Romaine as Lois Lane, Camilla Ludington as Zatanna Zatara, Christopher Gorham as The Flash, and Shimor, I'm sorry, Shamar Moore as Cyborg. Shamar Moore was Cyborg. Wow, I didn't even realize that. All right. Yeah. 
So let's get into it. Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. But before we get into that, let's press that spoiler warning we paid so much money for. Prayed money for? Yeah, I guess we paid, did. paid, motherfuckers. <laughs> warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Ah, uh, it sounds fresh every time he does it. So that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. It's inevitable. Stush, 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 man. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's what we should call him when we see him next time. Stush, man. And he'd be like, you know, bollocks. All right, you fools. What did I do in that synopsis? He named every single movie that was involved, that, that was ever made in the um, the DC animated blah, 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 the blah, blah. You named every single one. Not every one. Exactly. Just the 15. Oh, except it was for really good. And, 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 and in order. You didn't say You apocalypse. did it in order? Oh, shit. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. You didn't end it with Apocalypse. I'm talking about Apocalypse. Yeah, but yeah, you so should have it with, you know, leading to this Apocalypse War. Just no, saying. I mean, I'm talking. If you want to say you did synopsis all to it. Well, I've done the synopsis. <laughs> that, that, would be, that would be oddly repetitive. Right. Would it? Oddly repetitive. <laughs> would it? As Ralph is oddly repetitive, but okay. <laughs> all right, Me so repetitive? let's get into it. All Me right, all right, hold on. Yes. Me? <laughs> okay, Jesus. I, you, you're going to make them sick, guys. Come on. So, all right, Apocalypse War. Um, I know we're going to get into how we're feeling about the movie. I want to just go out there and say I like this a lot better than I've liked some of the other movies. Yeah, some of the other yeah. animated movies. Yeah. I mean, I mean we, well just, we did Superman a couple of times. We just came off talking about Harlequin. So, you know, there's a couple, you know, we've had DC animated that didn't leave a good taste in our mouth. But I just feel like this one, I don't say, oh, it nailed it. But it was probably the closest to nailing it in regards to a good story and, you know, pulling things together as best as they could. I feel like it was good. What do you guys think? Oh, I was um, I, oh, I go ahead, bro. No, 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 you go. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me direct. Let me direct traffic. I'm sorry. My job, Mike. What did you uh, as as a whole? How did you feel? I feel like it was one of the better movies they've done in quite a while. Um, yeah, it was one of the better ones in in quite a while. Uh, it it has its problems, which we'll get into, but um, it wasn't as riddled with them as it always is with their films. So, um, definitely definitely fun in an apocalyptic sort of way. <laughs> um, yeah. And definitely entertaining at times. But yeah, I enjoyed it much better than I'm trying to think of. I Son, uh, Sup- Superman. I'm sorry? Su- um, Superman Red Sun was definitely better than. Um, uh, that's actually a good question. I don't wow. Know. I, I don't stumped know. Mike. Whoa. No, because it's, I mean, they're, they're so different in the types of movie there are. So They are. But, but I, I kind of feel like this was almost like an Elseworlds thing, too. We already said a spoiler warning because this stuff ends up not being part of our real reality anyway. Or that cartoon's real reality anyway because Flash goes back and he's going to fix everything. So it's almost well, like an Elseworlds story. Well, it's not even Elseworlds story. It's, it's uh, you know, since you've already jumped all the way to the gun, um, it's, it's an unimportant story. Which is why I have problems with it. But that's, again, we'll get to that later. Because it's, yeah, okay. you, you've made me sit through 15 films that basically resulted in it being a, ooh, I had the weirdest dream. <laughs> that's really was the point after 15 films you know but All anyway right. um, I, yeah, I would put it somewhere Red Sun but also somewhere definitely not as good as God and Monsters I, you know it's funny I wasn't I, I wasn't that big of a fan of God and Monsters but we'll oh, really? talk about that in a second yeah you, know, like, like, you say God and Monsters I'm like really that's on your top um, Ralph what do you think 
Um, was it one of the better ones that we've seen in some time? Oh, sorry. I was I was a little bit busy cleaning the gray matter off of my ceiling because my mind was blown. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I quite enjoyed watching this. As we have already established, I am very easy to please. And this movie pleased me very much. <laughs> the way you said please kind of worries me. But okay, we'll keep moving. Um, <laughs> um, I'll say this. And I, it's funny because at different parts of the movies, I thought about you guys. Like I, um, at certain parts of the movies, I thought about Mike and I thought about Ralph because of some things that we've talked about previously. For example. Just for the audience, in the movie, a lot of people are shot and horribly maimed. But it's a good thing he was thinking about us all the time. No, Go on. <laughs> I'll give you an example, dweeb. It has nothing to do with death. It has to do with maybe incoming death. But, for example, um, in the beginning of the film, after we, we see, you know, Zatanna and, and Constantine being together and they're setting up that, oh, we're in love and da da da, da whatever. Um, Superman brings the Justice League together to basically talk about he wants to take, he, he, he wants to take the, um, the offense onto Darkseid and to Apocalypse. And how did you guys feel about that stance that Superman took? It's very un-Superman-like, but how did you feel about it? And I'll explain why I connected that to Mike right away. How did you feel about that stance Superman made about, we're going to take the offense, you know, um, Darcy hasn't done anything yet. Fuck that, we're taking it to him. How did you feel about that? I think that at this point, based on the previous movies, you know, he's already, you know, had enough. He's, he's, he's at his limit. He's about to break, and that's why he's, he's at that point where it's like it's all or nothing. We... We got to take this guy out because, and he's also a little bit scared because of the fact that Darkseid almost defeated Superman, you know? So mm-hmm. he's like, he, he created something that almost killed me. You know what that says for the world? So we got to take this fucker out now. That, so that's why I, I kind of so okay I, I understood it. I kind of understood the place that he was coming from. Okay. Okay. So, so you understood it, but were you okay with it? Were you okay with Superman saying that? Because there's some heroes that you can hear saying that. So he would come out of Superman's mouth. Were you okay with that? Listen, I'm I'm not the 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 fan that's like, oh, Superman should always be the Boy Scout. Every man has his limit. As as the old saying says, hit the Buddha three times and even he'll get mad. Okay. All right. Good job, Buddha. Mike, what about you? Um, for Superman to have taken that stance with nothing occurring at that point was really weird. But, you know, like I said, I mean, if you really think about it through the 15 films, which is, it's weird that they want to consider this like a 15 film legacy. And I guess that's a great way for them to prop themselves up and also a great way for them to box set everything so they can charge a lot of money for their films (laughs) is that like most of these films have nothing to do with this. You know what I mean? Like Flashpoint and War kind of led sort of, well, Flashpoint really didn't even deal with this, but War was about apocalypse attacking them. After that, we had very little, yeah, we had very little apocalypse action, really, like uh, to any degree. I, I'm even trying to think of anything that was major in the rest of the films that had that to do with apocalypse. Oh, 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 with him? Uh, that I, had to do with, I, with, with Darkseid or apocalypse. I don't think most of the other films dealt with him. So, I, I can't remember. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, so yeah, I again, remember, if yeah. I'm wrong, that's fine. But again, even if it is, it's barely anything. So that all we're jumping from is war, and then he's been spotted. And Superman's like, we're going to kill him. And I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, you you you've so far have no other thought, but sure. I mean, you know, we as an audience get it because we know how ruthless Darkseid is and stuff like that. But like, 
you know, you, you had no other thought first. <laughs> it wasn't even like he goes, I've consulted all of us, and we, as the league, the seven founding members, decided blank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, it's funny because I remember one thing that Mike talked about is the fact that so, um, one of the problems with them, with Superman, is they never give him a stance. You know, like, they make him so much of a Boy Scout. Like, he, um, they, he's so bland. And I feel like, you know, even though he was making the wrong decision, I felt like that kind of made him more human. And, you know, like I felt like, you know, I could relate to something like that where you do a knee jerk reaction. You kind of jump the gun a little bit. And even though I didn't like that it was Superman doing it. I do like I think uh, along with Ralph, I I could understand based on, you know, some of the things that have gone on. And like Mike said, previous history, we know about about Darkseid. To see him do that, I was like, all right, now you made him a little more fleshed out. It was kind of a way of, of doing that. I kind of like that. I was very interested in what you guys thought about that because it was totally well, different like, than the Superman that we've yeah. had before. I mean, definitely. I would have preferred it, like I said, if they had, if he had just said, like, I mean, I don't think they even have the original seven there, but however many they consider the Justice League now because it's five or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if they had just said that we discussed this and, and even he should have added, like for Superman, he could have added and – Although this is not how I prefer to handle things, are as a as a majority decision, I must go along with it, and we're going to do this. That would have not only made his stance, but it also would have still have been Superman. You know, because he would just have been like, you know, I'm I don't think this way, but everyone else coming to this agreement, I have to go along with what they're saying because I do see what they're saying, kind of a thing. And right. we're doing this as a unit. Da, 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 da. I just think that would have come out better than him, especially considering that it goes right from him. Like we're going to take it up to him. To and you guys evidently seem to be pulling punches, including Superman. <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So you went up there to do what exactly? I mean, I mean, if he was just like, I just want to see you all murdered. Come with me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Speaking of of when they when they got up there, I'll say this: this movie made a lot of different choices, and I think it's because, like we kind of hinted at before, that um, with everything ends up being erased anyway. And I'm sorry if, if I ruined it for you, but we said spoilers, so fuck it. Um, God damn you, cat! I f- yeah, I know. God damn me. Um, but but here's why I say that: I feel like they made a lot of bold choices. Like for example, how did you feel about when, even though they explained it later, how did you feel about when you saw how they explained Constantine? Leaving Zatanna in her moment of need. Holy Did, shit, man! You're just jumping all the way to the end. I'm like, no, I got my things no, no, listed. No, no, I'm no, like, no, 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 no. I'm saying before the, when they first showed you, because right. that was very early in the movie when when, when he's in the bar. You asked, how do I feel about them explaining it? That's no, no, the no, end. No, 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 I'm saying before they explained it. How did you feel about when you saw when you saw Constantine running away from Zatanna? It's fine. He's it's a redemption story by that point, and that's fine. I mean, like, like I mean, Constantine is not a superhero, you know, and that reaction especially seeing the woman he loved die, I can see him, not saying that it's definitely what he would do, I could see him having that reaction. He also could have had backbone and and just run in, but I can see him having this reaction because this is not the life that he wants. It's the life that everyone keeps dragging him into. (laughs) Right. Um, So I had no problem with that because knowing it's Justice League Dark, so it already tells you that it's going to be prominently him because that's his crew. Um, You already know you're set up for a redemption story. What was interesting is when I when I saw it happen, I was like, "Wait, he just ran away from where they left that?" You know, when he's explaining, you know how he, you know, he left there. I was like, "Why?" It, it felt very unconstantine like. But they they laid it out like this is what it was. That was you know this is exactly what you saw is what happened. I'm like, "Wow, he's a b 
he's a bitch. And I kind of was a little bit but turned that off. That is bit. Constantine. He is a dick. Like no, 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 always. a bitch. Not not a dick. A bitch. Because if you would have been a dick, I mean, I would have even expected like a little bit of fight back. But the fact that she's getting maimed, and he just runs. I'm like, really? <laughs> but it was still once again. It was it was a choice that they you know that the the director and, and the writer felt like they could make. And, and, and it kind of it caught my attention. I definitely will say that between Superman and that, that already got my attention in, into what kind of movie this is going to be. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Think about it, Rob? Yeah. Well, I when I saw that, I figured something had to be up because the way that they were lovey dovey in the beginning, I'm like, how would he just leave her like to to just run away like that? Like he would have tried. To help her, he would have done something, especially how like he was like slinging spells uh, towards the end of the movie. I'm like, if he could have done that before, then why the fuck didn't he do it before? Like at, when when she was getting killed, and then when they explain it at the end, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like she she compels him to go away, but yeah, I'm like, well, it really doesn't. But I'll get to that in order. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. In, all right, so let's go back to to, to, to order. To, Hey. Well, it kind of helps when you're trying to tell someone to review a film if you go in order, because otherwise, <laughs> I, I prefer they have the no idea method. what anything is. I prefer the jumble method, and they just piece it together. <laughs> the jumble method. Yeah, is yes. that the way your brain works? Is it all like jumbled together? Pretty much. It just goes from thought to thought. And that pretty much figures it out. Um, how do we feel about, um, because I, like we said, you know, um, two years later after the invasion, you know, besides, you know, Constantine explaining what happened with him, there's a lot of choice they made with these characters. They made the fact that Etrigan wasn't even rhyming and didn't want to fight. And then Superman was depowered. How did you guys feel about Superman being depowered, first of all? How they chose to, to, to make him depowered? Um, unexplainable um, and contrived enough that it works for the film, but uh, because it's like you know, it's, it's they're like he's he's got a uh, liquid kryptonite in him. I'm like, you mean the thing that if he's exposed to it kills him? It's now just circulating through his body and it hasn't killed him. <laughs> you know, that's one um, thing I did have a problem with. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's just one. Of, like I said, it, it was convenient for the storytelling. It, it, it worked that way. Etrigan, I mean, even in the comics, Etrigan has not rhymed before. It's usually uh, in a more emotional state that he's in. Also, okay. there are times when he's lost the ability because it's a hierarchy of the demons in their world. So to become a rhyming demon is better than a regular demon. So that's also sometimes he's just had that taken away from him. Hey, oh, wow, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's part of Etrigan's story. Um, and it's really weird because they said that he lost somebody. So I'm wondering if he lost his human host. But they never mm. say. And that was also one of my problems I had with a, a lot of this is that we were two months, I mean, I'm sorry, we're two years after the initial war took place. That's when we're, the story, the bulk of the story takes place. And mm-hmm. we, we don't see what the, what's happened to the people of Earth. So, like, you know, I don't have an emotional connection to what's actually going on. I mean, I just have to get, I just know that superheroes died but i'm like is everyone else good i guess not but we don't see it um right. you know and um the same thing like i said like with etrigan and other people it's like well you've told us you've lost somebody or you've been we've been told that he's lost somebody it's like wouldn't you just tell us who i mean like it's just such a vague thing to leave out of a story narrative at this point as to because you're not explaining why he's in this bad mood it's like did he lose his favorite burrito maker like did he lose his best friend we don't know like you know it's carlos you know, oh, just, carlos <laughs> uh, he was the best you know it was just like little things like that um that kind of i i felt that they uh they they did not have in the movie to bring the movie uh to give it more attention and more more feeling 
Okay. So you feel like they kind of glossed over and that's a place where they could really At times. add some depth. Yeah. Okay. Ralph? Well, I feel like I need an explanation. You know what? Ralph explains it all. You need an explanation for what? God. It was his own setup and it was bad. What do you need an explanation for? (laughs) It's jumble method. It's jumble method. That's right. Um, So you asked Superman's depowerment. How could that work? Well, I can tell you. All right. I bet you can. So liquid kryptonite isn't as potent as regular kryptonite because it is mixed with a uh, inert liquid to prevent uh, to sort of dilute it, so that way when uh, uh, OG Darkseid with his tattoo parlor goes in and laser <laughs> etches it into Superman's uh, skin, so it's not actually circulating throughout his whole body. It's just that one part in his chest. Which so what you're saying radiates. is that he could just peel off his skin, and he would not be depowered. Is what you're actually telling it's, us? It's laser etched. Deep down through all the you levels, you just said it was in the, the skin. Yeah, all there's the only, levels only, of the dermis. Yeah, there's only three levels. He could just peel off the skin, and he would be fully powered. Is what you're trying to tell us? Unfortunately, it would hurt like a bitch, and sure as, would. As we've but, established, but being, but being repowered, bitch. but being repowered, what would happen? Huh? His skin would heal immediately, and he'd be just fine. Would it though? Yes. Would it though? Would so, it though? And, <laughs> say that. And, well, what I got to say to that is the reason that Etrigan is so sad is because he lost his teddy bear. Yep. Aww. That's what it is. They, is one, of, one of the parademons came and took his teddy bear away. And he was like, without that teddy bear, I don't have any reason to just keep on fighting. Just give me the booze. So there you oh go. Oh, my God. If, if, you, <laughs> if you learn anything from this is that if you want to depower a demon, take away his teddy bear. Yep. That's true. So this has been Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> but yeah, okay. so, but, like, but like I said, the, the Superman depowering thing—it makes no sense. But yeah. but it was conveniently contrived. So you're like, I'll say this. We'll I'll, go I'll, with say it. Th- I'll say this. The look of it was really cool. The look yeah. of it, like him with the green eyes, and you know him, you know him it, being it, depowered. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I I liked it, it but really I definitely good until they repowered him. <laughs> yeah, and like for some odd reason, the tattoo just. Changed it. Oh, let's let's not go. Like you said, let's not go there because that's a whole. That's a whole different thing right there. Okay, so one thing they they start talking about is the they they broke down the battle. You know of the Earth, and they broke down what happened during this battle, and they show some of it. Did you realize how violent that shit was gonna look? Well, it is rated. I mean, well, it's rated R. Yeah, but I mean, like I'm sitting there. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give a flashback for all my '80s heads. Um, the original Transformers, the movie, 1986, um, where they kill Optimus Prime and a whole shitload of Autobots just to get you know um, revenues for new toys. They killed people mercilessly in that movie. That this doesn't even hold a candle. I mean, that didn't even hold a candle to this onslaught. I'm like watching people getting impaled. I think I saw Starfire's guts laying on. Yeah, on she the, was cutting too, and there's just her entrails were all over the place. I paused it to watch. I was like, wait, is that? Well, that says more about you than the film. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but you're talking about like I should be ashamed. I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, and, and with every scene, yeah, but like you didn't have watching to bring some... out the lube. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ralph, for that one. But it was such a brutal, brutal war. I didn't even think that, I mean, 
when I thought they were just parademons, I'm like, really? The parademons came and overpowered yeah. them so much? Uh, they're and hybrid thought, between parademons and, and doomsday, which yeah. really means that three of them could have pretty much taken over everything. But, you the know, right. <laughs> But, uh, but, 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 but I, but you know, right. the, the, the brutality of, uh, the whole situation had to be, you know, Starfire, very powerful, super strong. It's got her beams, you know, going like, you know, gutted in half. You had Wonder Woman's arm just cut off. I mean, that woman can go toe to toe with Superman for ages. The Flash, you just see him stopped in the track. Shazam's leg cut off. Yeah. Which case we also never found out what really happened to him after that. But, you know, I mean, we, we know he's around, but like his leg cut off. But, you know, I mean, Aquaman that, that, in brutality, half. that brutality, amazing. And Batman just jumping around and not one parademon can seem to catch this normally powered guy <laughs> with a big, long cape. But they can stop the fastest man in the world somehow. Yeah, that movie didn't feel contrived in its action scene in the least. <laughs> hey, if I, you want, I enjoyed it. No, there's no explanation for that. Besides, you want, I'm sorry. I know no, no, guy. Here's the explanation. Plot armor. That is Batman's only defense is his plot armor. <laughs> you know, and it's so ridiculous. That, and the fact that he kept him. Let me see. Why'd you keep him? He can't be the smartest thing you've ever run into, <laughs> you know. Um, and you know he's probably devious enough to betray you. Hmm. You're not really smart, <laughs> are you, Darkseid? <laughs> you know. Well, hey. sometimes, I mean, I mean, what, what, what do they say? Um, I, I don't know the, the phrase, but like, like the ego is the beginning of the fall or some shit like that. Like, you know, pride goes before the fall. But that Thank you, pride goes before the fall. Thank you. But that doesn't apply uh, here. <laughs> you don't think so? You don't think so? You don't think that, that somebody's pride can blind them into making decisions that, you know, feed an ego more than it would fit um, logic? I think that's his hubris more than anything. But, yeah. Um, and also the fact that it's like, I reprogrammed Batman. But I'm not going to reprogram Lex, who is actually the smartest person on Earth, who won't glad, betray me at all, right? Glad you said Lex. When they show, they, this movie did a lot of you know different things with these characters. When Batman spoke to Lex, and Lex just stood there and took it, and this goes to Ralph. How did you feel? We know well, how you love Lex because Batman bitched him out. Listen, bitched him out. Lex bitched is him out. A survivor. He does whatever he needs to to survive, and him just kowtowing to what Batman says is is just part of the act. If you remember, after he finished talking to him, he regains his stature. He, you know, fixes his collar. He's like, "Fuck you! I ain't nobody's bitch." That's what he was <laughs> yeah, saying. I mean, well, I mean, that's the whole thing. It was all an act. I mean, that wasn't that didn't even last very long. It's like you knew it was an act the second it happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right after it happened. I mean, just um, just to see Lex like, oh, well, I'm I'm sorry, sir. Like, if he was kissing his the guy's shoes, like, oh, 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 snap! There's there's a, a spot on your shoe. Let me, let me just fix it for you. Hold on. Okay, there it is. Oh, nice. You want me to get you a cup of tea? Huh? Huh? I'll go warm up your bed. You want? Huh? No? Okay. Thank. You. All right. Wow, Bye, Ralph, Ralph, you sound you sound a little bit too comfortable with that, bro. <laughs> Let's just say I know how to act. Wow. <laughs> Jump for all Jumbled. your sub needs, go to RT Square. Whoa, that's a gong right there. Mike, Mike that's the other business. That's the other business. <laughs> hey, word of mouth. Choker not included. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it was to see Lex with. I guess for me, um, after he got off the phone with or off the communicated with Batman, I wanted something a little bit more overt. But it was kind of nice that they they made it subtle on like you know. He, you know, he was kind of 
it was an act, but you could easily say, well, was it an act? I don't really know. Well, so, well, the, their subtlety was intentional because you it was the later to build up with because um when Lois right. Lane says that she's got a person inside Apocalypse, everyone of course immediately thinks it's going to be Batman because he's Batman. He can't right. be actually subdued. And meanwhile, it wasn't. It was Lex. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. That was the oh, I understand why they did it. It was right away. Well, it, it was it was interesting that they that they chose that. It, I, I like that because sometimes the, we know that you know movies give away their hands no matter what. Even though for the story, it might be better for them to kind of avoid you know that two second thing that hints mm-hmm. that he's you know with us. Right. We've we've seen directors do it that they just give that shit away. So I I, I like the choices that they made with a lot of these with a lot of these characters. Right. Um. Speaking really? of Lois, how, like, how about how about Harley leading the gang? I'm like, got my, man, you, Mike, are you Mike, get out of my notes? I was just going there. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, come on. I mean, I know that she's your hot property for whatever reason that seems to be, but this you you've just pulled me out. <laughs> you pulled me out of my disbelief. Mike, you know? I swear to God, right? What I was going to say right now was, I bet Mike liked the fact that Lois Lane was in the Fight Club and that Harlequin was leading. The um, Suicide Squad. Lois is kicking her ass, and I'm like, so Batman can't stop Harley Quinn, but Lois Lane, because her dad was in the military, can fight her? But she's got super acrobatics, right? I mean, that's that's (laughs) Harley Quinn. That's why she can avoid Batman and Nightwing and... Isn't she a psychiatrist too? So can't she outsmart her? I mean, it's Harley Quinn. <laughs> you know, I'm wow. just like Jesus freaking Christ! I got to deal with this. I'm like, Bane is highly intelligent. He's he's actually a planner, but he's nothing but jump muscle anymore. Cheetah is a freaking scientist, and Black Mana would never blindly follow around some ninety pound crazy white chick with acrobatic powers. <laughs> like, I'm and like there, I like, said, really, they couldn't find anyone else to lead this team. And once again, like I said, I thought about you guys immensely when I watched this film. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that pulled me out against... hard. <laughs> Pulling out hard. Wow, that's a, that's a whole joke for right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ralph. All right. Um, but yeah, um, I, I had a feeling that that kind of turned Michael. Ralph, how did you feel about the whole um, the, the, the gang of villains with Harlequin leading the charge and Lois Lane being the, um, the rough and tough fighter? Well, I I already knew that Lois Lane kicks ass. That's not a surprise, right? Um, Her personality, yeah, definitely. And and also the fact that you know she's the daughter of a general. Obviously, he's gonna you know teach her how to fight and shit. But also like the the fact that you have like Harley Quinn leading the Suicide Squad isn't surprising at all. I mean, right? Even in a nuclear explosion, the cockroaches survive. So obviously, you're gonna have a Suicide Squad there. Well, yeah, Suicide Squad surviving is fine. There, there would be quite an argument over her leadership because also, what is she leading them through? Like, like it's like, so we're not robbing banks anymore, so we don't need some crazy chick with a, a bank robbery plan. It's like we're trying to survive. Would you really leave that up to Harley Quinn if you were any of those members besides King Shark? Obviously, I, mean, I was like King Shark. <laughs> you know, there you go. Like, like there's there's no one else that would have followed her. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only other choice is uh, Captain Boomerang. Well, Captain Boomerang, yeah. <laughs> or, or King Shark. And, you know, most people probably wouldn't understand half the words Captain Boomerang was saying. So they'd just be like, fuck it. Why, is accent or because he's drunk? Both. Both. <laughs> Both. Dr- drunk Aussie accent is really hard to understand. <laughs> so, so, but, uh, like, so we got an Aussie I can't understand. A shark that just keeps repeating the same shit over and over again 
until he doesn't want to. And uh, a lunatic chick who will most likely end up being the cause of my death. But if I play my cards right, I could possibly survive until the next mission. Hmm. Right. But but again, but there's no mission. Like that's that's, that's the other thing that also made no sense. The Suicide Squad is a government mandated um, operation. They don't exist any longer. The world's in dismay. There's no more mission to send them on. And obviously, because she's in charge, it's not any longer being black opt by the government. So as a villain, and all of these are independent villains, what do you do? You go away. <laughs> like there's no reason that you would hang around any of them, let alone be led by Harley Quinn for again no mission. There hey, is no mission. This was just playing like we have a Suicide Squad movie coming up eventually. We need to f- remind people that they still exist somehow, you know. And it felt like that too. And that's what I think that's what bothered me. It's take the you know you know I me. Mean, I, I could say I'm being too hard on whatever. It's like it felt like product placement, and it it, it didn't feel like a natural part of a story. It felt like let's remind the fans about the Suicide Squad because we have a movie coming up. And we know that happens often. It just sucks. I, I don't feel like it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I'll disagree. I don't think I, it didn't feel like product placement. It did in, in regards of a movie. It felt like, um, I, I guess I won't say product placement, but I guess like reminding, reminding people of the brand, because I think they, you know, not for the movie, not only for the movie, but just the fact that they like Suicide Squad as the new hip, cool thing. So even if the movie doesn't come out, comic books or whatever is going to sell. Just remember the name. Remember the name. Remember the name. So I will say, I don't think in terms of a movie, but I do think in terms of keeping the brand alive and keeping that fresh in your mind. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Also, um, uh, oh, oh, sorry, but, but, and going back to Lois Lane, uh, like even fighting aside of like, Lois Lane understands boom tube technology. Really? <laughs> <laughs> She's supposed to explain. I'm like, Lois, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the only person, the only reporter that I would believe would understand that because she does everything else would be Paige from the Daredevil series on Netflix. Oh my God. Because Leave that's Paige. the woman that walks into any room and suddenly takes over everything. Leave <laughs> Paige alone. I love Paige. Um, <laughs> love me I'm some just... Paige. And the actress. Oh, God. Yeah, I love her. Anyway, um, you know what's funny? And I, I, I apologize. I glossed over a major plot point, not a plot point, but a major character that's with the group. How do we feel about Damien being part of this group? How do you Damien Wayne. About Damien, Damien was see. not as annoying as usual, so I, I oh, was no. very. Well, he was two years older. Yeah, so he was like what, somewhere between thirteen to fifteen at the oldest. Um, so you know that explains nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it explains absolutely no reason why Lady Shiva, in the comics, she is the top fighter in the world, right? And also very independent because she would be. <laughs> you know, she is silently following this little boy <laughs> you know yeah that 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 worked <laughs> <laughs> hey i i found them i found them um less annoying it's almost like saying how much pepper do you like in your steak well i don't like a lot of pepper put a little bit of pepper so you know it's not that it wasn't too bad it, no but his it, annoyance level no it wasn't there it was just again it's it's that whole like uh and, and i i mean we know for other reasons why they do it in superhero comics and stuff like that it's just that whole like, well, it would make sense that he's leading part of this team because he's the son of Batman. That's not an answer. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's, again, just assuming that everyone in the world thinks that Batman is the smartest thing that there is and makes the best decisions, which we will get to later because that also gets involved towards the end. <laughs> you know? All right. Wasn't it kind of um, fucked yeah. up how you, you 
all the attributes you just described of Lady Shiva, and she just gets taken down, bullet to the head, real quick. Yeah, well, my favorite thing had to be <laughs> DC and their love of women. Um, this we're not talking about like we know there's lots of other deaths, lots of them, but this is literally in order, one after the next. Lady Shiva shot to the head. Cheetah riddled with bullets. Batgirl eaten alive. Black Orchid disintegrated. I'm like, you just killed four women. Every time they went on the scene, I'm like, what is wrong with you, DC? I do not get you at all. So, you know? so I, I think I have an answer for you. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. Damn. So, <laughs> so clearly the artist who drew these scenes was using this as a replacement for, uh, because the woman that he loved broke his heart. So he needed to take out his aggression somehow. So he said, how do I do this? Ah, maybe I'll draw all the ways I wish she were dead. All right, so we'll do it this way. And we'll do it that way. And we'll do it that way. And then after that, after this catharsis, he felt so much better. But, you know, he was under a deadline, so he wasn't able to redraw all the scenes. So he's like, you know, fuck it. It's in the movie. <laughs> you know, this isn't 1920. There, there's actually not one artist that does that, right? So you think. So this <laughs> well, that whole team of artists that they show at the very end in the credits is like 60 to 80 people long. Yeah, that would be all of them. Are you sure? <laughs> Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. Now let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, so at this point, I know that they, they, they reveal, um, obviously, Lex Luthor is the, the, the mole. And, and they start, you know, um, he starts weaponizing everybody on the team. Um, we saw Mike's favorite um, Lex Luthor suit. Yeah. I, I mean, so, with too. Superman depowered, I'm like, and still not a helmet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought about. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's got no helmet. Mike's going to be all over this one. <laughs> if you recall my previous explanation on that one. Yes, yes, yes. We, I, there's I, no I, need for me to go into it. No, that, there is not. The, the unclear thing, though, was I'm like, <laughs> what are these weapons that... I'm like, they seem green like kryptonite, but that's not something that's effective against Doomsday. Uh, that so like, was I'm a, like, a big problem I had. Yeah, so I'm like, so well, Lex, if you had just equipped everybody two years ago <laughs> with these weapons, <laughs> we probably wouldn't have this war right now. They, um, so they actually explain it. The, the parademons, the paradooms are a mix between Doomsday and, um, and Clark's parademons. DNA. They, they have Clark's DNA, Doomsday, turned into Parademons. Okay. That's right. why the kryptonite affects them. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. See, see. Like why it cuts through everything, but sure. Okay. Yeah. But it was funny. I'm not watching them with all these kryptonite weapons. I mean, Damien gets a kryptonite sword. I'm like, wait, on Parademons? But now that makes more sense. But weren't the Parademons attacking before? The first time the Parademons attacked, they weren't as souped up. As no, I'm sorry. Not, no, no, not the Parademons. Weren't the Parademons attacking... During the initial war, yeah, because they were they were killing all the heroes. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. were they, they were the reason why they won. Yeah, yeah, right. The, that's, so I'm just saying. So if Lex had just oh, given them these when they weapons, first went off, not just them, but like just giving out these weapons, I'm like, but they didn't know really they didn't know about the paradooms. Yeah, remember they, they got they got ambushed by the paradooms because they they were thinking they were sneaking up on them. That's I realized and that Shri and Cyborg was giving them all the information without knowing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know how those black people are? Can't keep a damn secret. Nope. D- DC. <laughs> DC. <laughs> as long as thank goodness they didn't have like dark side up there. Like, hold on, we're getting something over our, our rib, our rib radio station from Cyborg. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's, that's a shame. Superheroes. 
launching an attack on Apocalypse. <laughs> this just in. These ribs are damn good, and those superheroes are about to attack. Wow. <laughs> um, damn. Okay, so we're getting to the to the, to the big fight um, between our heroes, and or at least when we start finding out who's part of um, Apocalypse's army. And um, we start finding out, let me see, from what I remember, there's a couple of, uh, would you call them cyborg android zombies? What the fuck would you call them? I don't know. The only, the only one that really lost out was, I mean, I think Hawkman was just all android by that point. I'm like, I mean, anything that's left. When, also, the when, they, when they started, when they, when they quote unquote seemed to kill him, or like you said, they're zombies, who knows what they are. But when they attacked Hawkman, I was like, Oh wow! They took down Hawkman. How amazing! <laughs> <laughs> they took down the guy with giant wings and no protective uniform and a mace. And He's mace. got a mace. How could they ever have taken him down? Hey. Not the rapper, the weapon. Not the <laughs> rapper, the have weapon. Have you ever taken a mace to the face? It hurts. Uh, no. I've taken mace to the face, but that's in my twenties. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm so kidding. So kidding. It's such a joke, guys. It's a joke. <laughs> Um, I'll say this uh, once again. What I liked about the storytelling was that they didn't. I feel like they didn't tip their hand in regards to we're going to bring some of these people that we killed back as right. androids. Like no, no that back was definitely very surprising. They're, I love that like, because you they could have easily fucked that up. No, in between Starfire and everybody else being watching them being killed and destroyed and sliced up, and I'm like, oh, they're done. And then I watched them come back. I was like, oh wow. So I really enjoyed that. No, that was actually really cool. That's what I said. There were some good parts. What are you about to say? Yeah. Um, the sci-fi nerd in me ha uh, wants you guys to clarify. Uh, so they are not androids. They're cyborgs because they have organic components. Androids right. are fully you're right metal. You're right. Uh, Made in a humanoid shape, sometimes possessing AI. My apologies. Which is what which is what Hawkman appears to be more than anything. Because I'm like, if there's anything living in him, it's, it's, it's worthless. His, his, his entire everything, which is also pointless by that point. Like I'm like, why wouldn't you just make that metal? I mean, it's it's just ripe for turning on you. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, when the when the water started coming up through the the roof, I was like, oh, what's this going to be? But then I was like, I oh, it's right Mira. Right. Holy shit! You know. Yeah, when Mira came, yeah. I was like, wow. So that was it. Was like I said, it was very exciting. I mean, the Manhunter one was kind of weirdly stupid, but uh, it was. Yeah, it was a little and, lame uh, with his arm. Like, oh really? He's like, so did he always have that quick of a regeneration ability? Well, he doesn't usually get sliced up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, did he forget that he can turn intangible? Why do you keep letting people cut you? I don't understand this. <laughs> you know. Um, so, so the uh, the Omega uh, mind control software is very rudimentary. It doesn't allow Evidently. for uh, multitasking. So Evidently. Sorry. I, um, I was actually on the phone with uh, a Apocalypse tech guy, and he was like, yeah, we're trying to get 3.0 out there, but, you know, Darkseid doesn't really give them much break, so they, they, they've been, like, you know, slow pedaling it just to try to, like, uh, it's like a union thing, you know what I'm saying? It's true. Those yeah, taskmasters, right. they always do that. They're trying to um, just, like, you know, <laughs> if, if we... If we you know, hold out on this. Maybe he'll give us uh, another oh break. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, I, I, and also, like, I, I'm like, does, does anyone never read what Wonder Woman's lasso actually does? Like, I like how it's just it's it's its own Deus Ex Machina constantly. I'm like, it just compels you to tell the truth. It doesn't do anything else. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it doesn't control your body. It doesn't break this, that, or the other mind. It just compels you to tell the truth. That's all it does. You know. Um, but nonetheless, I, you know, it was, it was welcome to have her turn back. And what I really liked was that, uh, 
thank God. It wasn't like the last of like it freed her. Oh, and then it reverted her back to normal. <laughs> you know, completely. You get that yeah. so often because it, well, it is magic. They could just be like, it's magic. You know. Did you think that Wonder Woman was gonna fight to the death? That's what I thought. I thought well, she was gonna. She was kill. going to fight to the death. But then they all like fucking snapped out of him. Like, oh well, yeah. I was saying, she she was going to fight to the. But also, it made no sense. I mean, again, granted, you know, you can argue with the the and uh, the. Uh, the, the metallic parts and whatever else that's that's affecting her, but it's like you, the four people that she's fighting, they're not going to take her. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, unless she's holding back, and even she, I think she said something along the line of that this is no time for holding back, and I'm like, well, then they'd all be dead <laughs> because <laughs> right. they're not going to survive you at all. I, I mean, Mira, Mira it, we proved that in Flashpoint. Remember Mira when you lost your head? <laughs> you know, I I. Re- I honestly thought that she was just gonna like slice and dice and like go right through them like that well, yeah. the only one oh, that that's I, what i thought she was gonna do too i was like i was waiting for it because you know it's a mercy killing really yeah the, the only one i could have seen her having a little bit of trouble with would have been martian manhunter with his uh wolverine like regeneration right but then even that she probably would have like quick cut to the head and boom and he's gone you know Oh, yeah, she would have thought of that. But, yeah, but, I mean, and, again, I get that, you know, reason we didn't have that happen is so that we have some more hope and, you know, and also that she didn't have to tarnish her, her whole soul with, like, just kill all my teammates. Here's the thing about it, before we get to the other fight that was going on simultaneously. Um, every time somebody died, it felt like a little more hope just died out. It's like, oh, it did. wow, we've got, we've got 25 minutes left in the movie. How are they going to resolve this? Wait, they got 10 minutes left in the movie? How are they going to resolve this? They got five minutes left in the movie. What the fuck are they going to do? Yeah, even though even though I knew yeah well yeah we did but until they um, introduced a certain piece we'll get to in a second um, I, I was just kind of like wow this is really a fucked up movie oh no <laughs> it, it, they, they they did do a good job of keeping the uh, the, the depressing tension throughout the movie I, I thought that they did pretty well most of the time um, it, 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 like you said it kept you in this very bleak feeling and not meaning because the movie was horrible but like you were just like Jesus Christ is there anyone it, left? You know? It felt like Endgame, not for nothing. It felt like Endgame. Yeah, where Endgame yeah, yeah, for yeah, the first hour. No, 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 but what I'm saying is that if Endgame's... Think about Endgame all the way through. Even when they were time traveling, you felt like, oh, I don't know. You know like it gets bleaker and bleaker. And then when Cap's there facing off against Thanos' army, you're like, oh, shit. It kind of felt that way. You're like, wow, how is this going to get fixed? Well, it, yeah, it, I mean, and then you go on your left. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll get to well, well, the on your left. Your left the, 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 the bad version of on your left is, wow, Clark is, Clark is fighting Darkseid. What should we do? I hope we don't play Lois's dying words to him. <laughs> because that might that might kill his fighting spirit. Well, well first, hold on. First, you just missed the step. Did you guys think that they were going to merge um, Raven's father with Superman? That's Dragon. nothing I was like... No, no, I didn't think that. I just knew I that... Did not I knew for a that. fact that they were going to at least, at the very least, leave um, Trigon there. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's because what I thought, like, I, I mean, Because his whole point is he wants to conquer a world. I'm like, here's a world. Yeah. Just leave him there. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> you know, Technically, it's um, a world. But, I mean, no. As far as merging Superman, no. Um, because, like I said, it really wasn't much of a Superman story. And I was fine with that. I, in fact, it wasn't very much the Trinity story. And, again, I was very happy with that. Uh, because it becomes so boringly the same all the time. Um, but yes, I thought that was really clever. Yeah. Um, well, clever as an idea on paper. I didn't think it was that clever of an action scene. Yeah. Right. I mean, Super Trigon Man 
it, it has a special ring to it, doesn't it? And a yeah, special it, fucking it's, it's and a special crest. <laughs> he has a flaming crest on his fucking chest. He looks really? badass. I was about to say. The four well, eyes, well, maybe not so much, but hey, you know. Well, being the being that he had the kryptonite tattoo, and I could see the flame. Okay, fine. But then when, like Mike says, he hears Lois's words, and she fucking eats it. Doom, boom, blue blows up. Then the red and yellow S comes out. I, that was kind of the thing. I was like, oh, well, you didn't have to do all that. Don't you believe in magic? In a young girl's heart. <laughs> wow. Well, that young girl was disintegrated. <laughs> but but, but, but we got the fight with that. <laughs> yes, please. What got me with the fight though was that uh, you have, you know, eventually Darkseid pulls out Trigon from Superman, and he encases him in his all-purpose Omega beams that no one knows what his Omega beams do. They 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 are another. They're his own personal Deus Ex Machina. It's, right. They disintegrate people. They send them back in time. They encase demonic energy. Why would your eye beams ever do that? Um, you know, so like, it, so once he encases him and Superman's now fighting him as a, a newly healed Superman, he's kicking his ass. And I'm like, okay, well, I get the anger of the loss of Lois Lane. But two years prior, you were fighting for seven billion people, including Lois Lane. And evidently, you didn't try even slightly hard. Like, we're not talking about he put up a good fight. It's basically he just walked in and was like, we'd like it if you just didn't attack us. And then got taken in. <laughs> you know, like, because he's kicking his ass massively. I mean, and you're like, so it took the death of Lois for you to actually care, but basically billions of other people died and you didn't kind of... Well, well, also remember, he was, he, he, <laughs> he was also depowered. Remember, when, when, when he went into that war before they invaded Earth... He went he was, over. What do you mean he was depowered? He flew up there. We're talking about the fight, the initial fight two years ago. Right. Where, where he's captured lickety split. <laughs> this one man is taking him on because he's mad that Lois died. And again, we get that, especially in the movies. Oh, you know, even, even Darkseid was like, I get the lost love shit, but come on. <laughs> like, even, even he yeah. had to comment on it. It was so ridiculous. It's like, you didn't even slightly try. Because <laughs> that's what it means. He took him down that far with no other backup at this point. But I guess, yeah. you didn't even get a good punch in. <laughs> <laughs> in the first war, you know, and it was just like, really? <laughs> Does this guy not like us? It was your, it was your decision to go kill him, and you didn't even try, you know. So that kind of bothered me too. With that, this, right. this goes to show you the power of love. Yeah, yeah, it goes to show you the power oh of crappy writing. It causes you to to play dirty and and uh, gouge people's eyes out with your thumb, because that was that was an illegal move, man. He just went. Fuck you and your omega beams, and he just puts his thumbs right up in his eyes. I like, wish this was—I wish this was a visual podcast, so people could watch <laughs> Ralph with his awkward thumbs putting it in the fucking air. It's just great because <laughs> evidently Darkseid's um, eyes move a lot, according to Ralph's description. Now, I mean, now he was—he was pushing those omega beams back, so he had to like you know just work it like a joystick and then push yeah. it in. Well, he pushed well, them so far back they were alpha beams. Yeah. Go <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <laughs> So now let's get to how everything gets fucking solved. Another death that they kind of, they didn't retcon, but they just said, okay, he died, but they kept him alive was the Flash. Now, that was actually touchingly sad because the the, the way they drew his look, 
because he's skin and bones, basically ba being kept alive by whatever means, you know, um, so he can still do his running. But his look, it was shoot me, and not in the comical. It was. Way. It was. I actually, it was really touching. It was you just know, like, dude, he needs to be killed right now. You know what you he know? looked like? Do you do you remember uh, Christian Bale in The Machinist? Oh yeah. shit! Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah, he did. That's, that's what he looked like. Yeah, that's no, he, accurate. He was, he was emaciated, but like I said, it was just the look on his face. It, it went from like, oh, this is ridiculous, to like, oh, geez, man, this guy's suffering. <laughs> you know. Let me ask you this, Mike, and I'm not asking Ralph only because Mike is Mike is always complained about watching movies and sometimes saying, and here's where they're gonna solve it. Because he watches all those murder mysteries. So, so the minute you saw a flash, was it like, and that's what it is? Um, no, it wasn't that minute. Um, it was the moment that they announced, like, well, it all went wrong when. I'm like, well, that's how you're going to fix it. Which, you know, probably could have been resolved two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But, well, I mean. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead, bro. I'm no, sorry. no. I, my, what I'm leading up to is that, like, so eventually you have Batman and who's affected by the, the loss of a son that he never gave a damn about. I don't want to hear about Dark Side's machines made me say those horrible things. You never gave a damn about your son. <laughs> if that was Dick Grayson, Batman would have eaten his way out of those cups. You know, to be like, it was like, it's Damien. I could give a fuck about that crazy killing kid. Um, just from <laughs> oh his God. loss, it was like, yeah, I, but he, by the way, he I'm that sure Alfred's out dead there. too. So, mm, no, nothing. No, okay, no. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know. Why would he care for the man who raised him after his exactly. parents died? Like if he was his own son and cared for him all those times that his back was broken and his legs were broken and and all that. Why would he give an ounce of a fuck for that guy? Come the on. The guy that helped him avoid all those uh, pedophile charges. I mean, who would not <laughs> care? <laughs> um, yeah, like it's so. I mean, that was bad enough. I mean, that's again, it's that power of love crap. I mean, I believe in love. I just don't believe in this insanely over the top, like that fixes everything kind of things in these movies. But it's a superhero film. I get that. The thing that made me angry was once it all is revealed. Oh, it was. Batman's plan all along to have Constantine removed from the playing field and have Zatanna, you know, give him this, this, uh, this flight, you know, this, this yes. flight, da, da, da. and I'm like, so Batman's plan all along was to remove a powerful wizard from the playing field that actually could have helped start, stop Darkseid's initial invasion so that maybe he would come back later and possibly bring some of the weakest heroes remaining to stop this new god. This was Batman's plan. This is the movie lets us know this. His plan was well, that fuck was, up everything. That was plan in B. In hopes that that no no this is his plan. That's it's plan like plan B. Yeah no his plan never got. We didn't see um, Constantine failing. He took him off the field. It's like your plan was never to attack him. You let probably hundreds of heroes die, billions of people die. Let me go to the to other go. side of the point. Let me go to the other <laughs> side of the point, which was about that particular controversial scene. Once again, it, it for once I was thrown because I was already like comfortable with okay, well, Constantine's a bitch and he's it's a redemption story and he fucked up and I'm like wow, he really left her behind. And then to hear that. I was more concerned. Oh, okay. Well, that explains why he ran away. All right, I don't feel so bad about Constantine now because I was just all kinds of really. You yeah, ran the out. Thing, the thing 
is, yes, it stops him from having run off like a scaredy cat. But the, now the problem is, just like the other movie, as we're, we've already talked about the end, but we'll, I'll drill it in more later, is that Constantine's redemption story is never a redemption story. He never had anything to redeem because it was magically induced to flee. So it's now taken away from his story. <laughs> you know, again, not from his point of view, from our point of view as the viewer. Right. Because it, yeah. it's like, well, he's not fighting to redeem anything. He was made to do it. And I'm like, well, this is kind of shitty storytelling at this point. Yeah, you but know, he, he's still, I mean, he, he, it was still done against his will. And, he, you know, like he, he believed that he was, you know, that he did that on his own volition, you know. So yeah, but it's it, still, it, it's it still, just cheapens the story. Like I said, we're not. Nah, I'm not talking about from his point of view. I'm talking about because again, it's the, oh wow, he did this. Nope, make believe. Okay, is there <laughs> any part of this story that is believable? Then, like, I mean, is there any part of the story that I'm supposed to believe had any consequence? The credits. Because you, yeah. you've, you've taken that's pretty much it. You've, you've taken it off the field at this point because, like I said, we're not talking about Constantine's point of view of a redemption story. We're the viewers. After. Him, him redeeming himself at the fight would have been like, and okay, you battled through it, you faced your demons in literal and figuratively. To, oh, you were just a puppet on a really stupid scheme, <laughs> and you probably actually could have tilted the battle in everyone's favor two years ago, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 was, I was okay with it. I, I, was, I was mad at the whole flash fix. Once I saw the flash, First thing I said was, wow, he looks fucked up. Second thing I thought was, and, and they didn't have to mention it. The minute I saw the flash, I'm like, he could just go back. Yep. He could just go back and, and, and fix it all. I knew it. The minute I saw him on the train, I'm like, oh, here, here's what we're going to do? Fine. But they waited very long to introduce that idea, though. So, uh, sticking with my jumbo method, did you notice at the beginning of the movie, uh, Batman's, like, submissive little bitch look that he had on his face? Like, as if, like, look, all right, so... Are you talking about when he and they're all meeting, talking about the plan to go to Darkseid? That, and when he's flying the javelin, he has this, I don't know if it's just like the artist didn't know what kind of expressions to put on his face, but he had this sort of like submissive, like, I don't want to be here type of look. Well, the, the first look I did notice, the other, like I said, I, I mean, again, it could just been the artist or maybe there was supposed to be something that they just didn't delve into. The first look, though, I understood because even he is shocked that Superman is saying, we're going to go kill this guy. No, even, he, even he's like, uh, no, <laughs> that's not what you do. You know? He looked, he looked a little bit like as if um, they were had a previously had a conversation, and Superman slapped him across the head and said, "Shut up, bitch! This is what we're doing." That's the kind of <laughs> yeah, look I, he had on his face. So to me, the look was just the surprise of like anyone else should have been, which is, wait, you're just saying proactively go kill this guy, not not talk him down, right? We're just gonna pro- and that was the look I saw. Um, other than that, no, I never, I didn't notice a second look in the uh, the javelin though. Yeah, go oh, back to oh, the scene where again. where um where Constantine and, and him and the other guys are in the javelin and Batman's okay. flying, and he has this sort of just like deadpan kind of like look on his face, where he's like, I don't want to be here, kind of a look. I don't know <laughs> okay. if that was the what they were going for, or if the artist just didn't realize it. Uh, you know, Constantine smokes. He probably just smelled. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll mention that real quick. How much smoking reference was in this shit? I need a cigarette. I need a cigarette. I'm like, oh, it just, it, that, that kind of tweaked me right, more than what, anything else. That actually is the thing that bothered you? Not the constant yeah. drinking. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, but I mean, the, like, the, well, the drinking too, but, but, the, but the saying out loud of, I, you know, I mean, he mentions the pub once, like, you know, when, when he's in heaven and he goes, oh, you know, first let's go to a pub and, if, and that's not open. I think the first time he really mentions it, or but um, 
What, the, with the six... He's been drinking. The first time we meet him, no, he's no, drunk. No, I know, but I'm saying like to, to say something out loud, to say something like, you know, hey, I need a whiskey. Like the fact that I need a cigarette. I'm like, really? Do we not even fucking mention that shit? <laughs> but um, is there anything else we want to mention before we go into renaming? Well, yeah, and I want to touch back to the whole thing. So like. Go for it. Like you, like you mentioned with the Flash, going back to the Flash point, which um, Cyborg, I guess, comes up with the, the brilliant idea in the end. So I'm like, so again, after you've, you've had me sit through 15 films over eight years, and you've basically told me there was no consequence to, to what I've watched, uh, you know, because Flash can time travel, of course. And uh, it, it's also, like I said, and I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm like, so too bad the always prepared for everything Batman didn't think of that before the initial war destroyed the Earth and murdered ne- every, nearly every hero. Well, it's just one of these things where you're like, huh, okay. So, <laughs> you know. if, if I understand this correctly, after Flashpoint, um, Flash doesn't tell anybody what happened. It was only when Constantine touches the Flash and then he gets he sees like the, those flashes of, of what happened. And that's when Constantine says to the Flash, this all happened because of your Flashpoint. I don't think so. I think the league knew because Batman definitely knew. Yeah, because Batman knew because he gets a letter from his father, right? He tells him that. I mean, and it's also no reason why the Flash wouldn't have mentioned. I mean, because everything to their world was, well, was the same to them. So for him to say like, hey, this happened would be unbelievable, you know. Um, And also, and also no one seemed shocked. (laughs) Like, it wasn't like everyone in the room was like, (gasps) it was just, you know, everyone was like, yeah, that happened. I don't know why we didn't just fix that in the first place, but sure. Okay. (laughs) I sit corrected then. Yeah, I'm not gonna. But yeah, so that was, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that that just kind of tweaks me a bit there, you know. Okay, yeah. uh, amongst other things. Um, anything else we want to mention before we go into break? Um, putting a nice little bow on it. I I didn't like the fact that they just left Cyborg out there to die. He was. They were like, Cyborg, you can come with us. He's like, No, I can't. And they were like, Okay, bye. Thanks for the door. <laughs> Well, you know, some, one of those old editors came back and they were like, oh, this is looking good. What do you mean the black guy lives in the end? Wow. <laughs> it's a yeah. new earth. It's a new earth. I don't think there's any left. <laughs> because all the black people are gone. That's how we end up building towards the, the, the legion of superheroes where there's no black people in the future. Remember? Damn. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, for I mean, th- obviously this movie has... You know, lots of flaws, and and Mike is right. It, it kind of like says, well, everything you've invested in, fuck it, because it's all erased. I still enjoyed it. It was actually one of the more enjoyable movies. I sat there and I watched it, like, huh? Just you know, like every twist and turn, and they 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 took. I really didn't see it coming, except for the Flash. Right. I didn't see a lot of that stuff coming. Oh, and I do want to address one thing though for go for it. Listening out there that are like, especially, I mean even if they're lovers of it and just open-minded, but especially if you're haters of the MCU, um, you cannot sit there and point the fingers and go, well, that's exactly what the MCU did. It's like, no, they did not. They went back in time to get the materials to battle the glove and intentionally, in fact, went out of their way to make sure that when they resolved everything, all they did was bring the people back, not undo anything that happened, which right. is what Flashpoint is. Flashpoint is basically saying like, hey, fix everything. Hey, smiles. All they did in the MCU was bring the people back five years later. So just FYI, they did not do a magic undo button either, and hopefully they won't. Um, so just keep that in mind before you get crazy of me being mad about the Flashpoint and you going with the same thing that they did in Avengers Endgame because it is not the same thing. 
All hate mail needs to go to mfgfuckyourfeelings at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what this uh, what this opens them up to now is like now they have carte blanche to bring in new actors if they wanted to, to play the different characters. Of course, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, I mean, they, they, I can imagine there's contracts with that shit anyway, and they also want fresh and different sounds so they can experiment now. So you know, that's that's pretty much what it is. All right, let's start doing it. Renaming the series. I'll go first because I like buying Ralph some time. Um, renaming the series. I'm going to call it. It's not a real creative one, but here's my, my visual imagery. Justice League Dark. Battles from the pages of Rick and Morty. Because every time I saw a battle, like, this is like a Rick and Morty battle. Like somebody's getting severed, blood squirting out everywhere. I'm like, this is really fucking brutal. Even the fucking the lantern. The lanterns. Holy shit. That was yeah, crazy. I didn't. Th- that was the thing too. Like um, Dark Side was just way overpowered. Like all, all of his, because I'm like, so why didn't you just take over everything ages ago? I, what took you so long? Evidently, the Owens, the Owens are just a one-two. Th- I mean, he didn't even sweat battling them. <laughs> you know, aren't these guys like cosmic beings? And he's just like, oh, okay, with his hands behind his back. Okay, Omega Beam, you, Omega Beam, you, Omega Beam, you. Yeah. you. I mean, they. How many times did the Owens? Yeah, the ho- the the, uh, the Owens constantly. We possess the most powerful weapon in the universe. Killed by a ship and exposed the whole planet. Yeah. (laughs) Ralph, renamed the series. I call this Justice League Dark. Oh, it gets dark, man. (laughs) Oh, so dark. (laughs) All right. Mike. Justice League Dark. Finally, Damian Wayne is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. That's the whole, that's the whole title. <laughs> that's the whole title. Got it. All right, so let's go for it. Ratings for Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Ralph, I give this eight. Well, I'm sober now. Out of ten. <laughs> okay, it's kind of funny. I'm giving it eight. Constantine running like a bitch while Zatanna gets maimed. Out of ten. Mike. Yeah. I give it seven and a half. I hope Flash goes back in time to stop the writers from making a cheesy ending out of ten. Wow. <laughs> well, you know what would have been cheesy? If, if they would have shown them better at the end. I, I'm oh, glad they kind of left I it. I think they knew better. And I guarantee you somewhere on the cutting room floor or deleted scenes, there is. I sure. guarantee you. So I, I actually have an explanation for this whole movie, right? So the writers are sitting in a, in a picture, a, a writing room, right? Long table. You see just papers thrown everywhere, writers and, 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 uh, and directors just like scratching their heads like, what do we do with this movie, right? So then one of the guys says, I got it, all right? Here's what we're going to do. Everything you've ever wanted to see in a DC animated movie, just throw it out. All right, um, we kill this guy. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, apocalypse is, is uh, a dark side comes and invades. Okay, yeah, whatever. Give, give me more, give me more. All right, uh, Superman gets depowered. Okay, yeah, cool. Give me. Lex is a little bitch to it Batman. Felt, it, it, okay. it felt yeah. like that. Right. It did feel just, like just, that. Just throw them up all on the board. Just, there's no bad idea. There's no bad Damian idea. Damien gets roasted. Sure, yeah, burnt to a crisp. Yeah, third degree burns, yeah. Ra- Raven becomes anorexic. Um, we'll play with that one because that one's a little controversy. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, just, just keep it coming. Keep it coming. Remember uh, Starfire? Uh, she never turned my text. Kill her. <laughs> wow <laughs> Harley All Quinn right. gets turned on I mean that's everything but okay yeah sure whatever throw it in there <laughs> so there you have it Justice League Dark Dark as fuck 
Some of us actually kind of liked it. But guys, don't go anywhere. Promise. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. What did you say? Now, Thank you. I didn't hear that either. Now much darker. Ah. Now, now much darker. Okay, we got to worry on your addiction. You worry about your addiction. My addiction is great. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, guys. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we've only made it under a minute twice. And I don't see it happening this time. Nope. Just when I, just when I saw the questions, I was like, even if I say it fast. But fuck it. I wasn't going to cheat. I could easily say. Oh, I can make for the first time he admits it's his questions. No, for this particular time. Because you guys are long with this fuck. But sometimes I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we want to get past the second question. We want to go past the minute. <laughs> Which one of these 39 things I'm about to list do you agree with? Oh, oh my. my he's, he's trying to do reverse psychology on us. Oh, oh wait. Hold on. No, no. Monologue one and monologue two. Y'all both can't say shit to me. <laughs> What? It's, oh. not, it's not a monologue. It's a whole performance. What are you talking about? Well, he recently you have. I'm telling you, Mike, Mike gives nice crisp answers. You're like, how can I make this shit longer? Yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. Like this episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Which Justice League member that got turned into a dark side cyborg would you leave as a cyborg? Ralph. Like my southern grandma once said. Hawkman, bless his heart. <laughs> Mike. Hawkman, there's nothing left of him. Damn. <laughs> um, which is your preferred supervillain, Darkseid or Thanos? Mike. Darkseid, especially when he breaks into people's apartments, sits in their chairs, and drinks their good booze. <laughs> I can show you Ralph. lots of references. It actually happens. Yes. <laughs> Ralph. Uh, Darkseid, he is just freaking like evil. Like, Yeah. Goodness. One word to describe Hugh Jackman being rumored to stay on as Wolverine in MCU. Ralph. Geriatric. All right, Mike. Wishless, bub. <laughs> and if you were dating someone who never liked comic movies previously, which would be the first movie you show them? Ralph. Howard. Time is up, but I mean, it actually went further than I thought. First movie you'd ever show somebody if you were dating somebody and they'd never seen a comic movie before. So I would show them how they never the, liked them or never seen them, never, ne, um, never liked them. Okay. I would show them Howard the Duck. That way, it sets the bar very low. Oh that my God! The, you the next film that I show them, they'd be like, "Oh wow, this is so much better than that other one." Bro, they might not even like. They might not end up liking you after watching <laughs> Howard the Duck. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Just saying, you you talking about a second movie? Can't get past the first one, Mike. <laughs> no, I can I can top that. I'd show them 2015's Fantastic Four. That will make sure they never like comic book movies. No, no but actually, um, I would do a Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Wow, yeah, okay, that would that's actually one of the ones I would have done because it's a good it's a comic booky enough where you know you have your heroes, but it's got the espionage spy thing going on. Yeah, I, I would actually show um, Thor Ragnarok because even if you've never seen the other Thors, it's still a good watch. You don't really it need alone. much. It gets much it reference. For the most part. Well, I can, and it's you fun. should be able to guess what the, uh, the I, it was a torn between that. I mean, I just I like the uh, like I said, this is it's a little bit less comic booky feel. But like, if I was to show them something that was a little bit more comic book like, you guys should know what movie I would show them. Um, Ant Man. Yep. I fucking out of doubt because it's got I it know all. It's, so it's, well. it's, it's a really good movie. As you've heard me 
just praise that thing left and right. It's just such a well done, put together movie. What? And it's funny. It's got action. It's just it's such a really good film. I think that somebody that's never liked comic book movies would just be like, okay. Mike, this is know. like the first time I've ever heard you even mention the fact that you like that man this much. Are you that, crazy? That Do you not listen to this? <laughs> Thank you. you okay, Mike, that. I got this. Mike, Mike, I got this. I got this. Do you not listen to the podcast, bro? It's one of the first things he said. He says, one thing he's always said about Ant-Man was that it's a complete movie. That it's, you know, it's got everything that you would need, not only in a superhero movie, but a movie in general, even the way the story is. And I hear Mike say that, that shit is memorable. So I'm very yeah. surprised. Mike, you know, yeah, it's, not, it's not Mike. a perfect movie. It's just it. For a comic book movie, comic book movies always have flaws because it's the nature of their adventures. It's the, it's the nature of what they are. And it's not that, um, again, if you take out the science, I'm not here to argue about the science of someone shrinking and how they would really be pinpointing all their weight. Da, da, da. I'm not there for the science. But as far as the whole movie, the plot, they explain everything in detail. There's no, there's no like, well, how did they, oh, yeah, they explained it. Well, why did they know that? Oh, they explained, like, they explained everything that happens in the movie without it being an actual explanation, you know, all so, the time. It just, it really worked. As opposed to Ant-Man 2, where it did not do that well. So can, that I, can you guys do me a favor? Uh, pull out your so, dictionaries and look up the word sarcasm. You'll see my face right there. But when you're somebody that has Wait, constantly are, said... I, I look I looked down one to sardine, <laughs> and I saw your face there. Yes, because I love sardines. Ah, well, there, that explains it. There's sarcasm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any shout-outs? Anybody, anybody shout-out? Any shout-outs? I, I, I just want to reiterate. You want to reiterate? I want to you watching Riddick? It's a sexual movie. He wants to Riddick somebody. Yes, I want to Riddick somebody. I want to reiterate. You want to put them in a bad movie and ruin their career? <laughs> hey, Some sex movies are like that. As long as it's, as long as for the family, you know, we're family. You got to keep it, you know. Whip keep me, out of me, put me in a bad movie and ruin my career. I don't think it flows as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they were I'm sorry. Um, I just want to reiterate my earlier point of, you know, to all the celebrities using their celebrity for good, good on you, mate. That's what's up. All right. Mike? Uh, my shout out is to go out. <laughs> I just want to be outside but no um, shout out to everybody that's closed in like the rest of us we're not living I know that when you hear our voices you assume Penthouse Apartments um, or like you know we're right at the beach all the time sunning ourselves and just you know being lotioned by the paid villagers no we're not living that life we're just stuck indoors in our small apartments like the rest of you so Speak for yourself keep doing all the right things and we'll get out of here soon enough right uh, my shout outs. Oh, I'm sorry. What were we going to say? You guys don't get your royalty checks every month? The, no. The, the one royalty, checks. royalty check? No. Don't, yeah. don't toy with my emotions. <laughs> don't toy with my emotions. I'm going to get my stimulus check. Don't fucking toy with my emotions about money. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I, I didn't say anything. Right. Well, I'm going to shout out the, the usual band of people that listen. Um, definitely, of course, always highlighting Johannes, always highlighting um, South Carolina. South Carolina. South Carolina is right. And um, I'm going to highlight Tinkerbell. She knows who she is. Tinkerbell is a friend of mine who um, told me a a horror story about how she likes comic book movies, comic book cartoon movies, but not to sit there and watch it throughout a whole meal like she's eating dinner. And I guess it's her husband and there are like three sons. And she was stuck watching Apocalypse War. And she was like, what the fuck is this? So I was talking to her recently. I go, 
that's what I'm reviewing. She's like, oh my God, it was so horrible. I'm like, why? Because you were forced to watch it? She's like, yeah. <laughs> like the life was sucked out of her. It felt so bad. So Tinkerbell, my bad. <laughs> I, I have a question. Go for it. Uh, what color are you highlighting these people and are you using non-toxic highlighters? What? You said you... Never, well, never mind. Oh, God. <laughs> you said you, you want to that... highlight, you know, Johannes. You want to highlight South Carolina. You want to highlight Tinkerbell. What color are you highlighting them and are you using non-toxic markers? You have the you know how funny jokes. they you know how funny they say it, uh, jokes are when you have to explain them. How, they're even funnier exactly. the second time when you explain it. They've never Doubt said it. that. I was going to say <laughs> said, said, said nobody ever are you, said are you nobody sure? ever. What, what does the now, soundboard me, say? If you've hey. made it this far, if you've made it this far to the episode, um, you've noticed that we've run back to our old old running time of an hour and twenty eight minutes. Yeah, that's not um, happening again. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening again. I apologize ahead of time, but we just had a lot to say about this movie. It was a grand combination of all fifth, 13 films or 15 films? Like, I'm 15, sorry. Well, this 15. is the 15th film. 15th. Yeah, Who's 15th not film. listening now? Well, mm-hmm. sh- really? You talking about that? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. It's got, it's got dad um, ears. <laughs> got a dad gut, too. But um, just want to thank everybody for hanging in there. And I want to thank my boys, Mike and Ralph. I love you guys. You guys have helped me out through this time. It's been crazy. If I didn't have the podcast... It'd be a little bit crazy. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Uh, we're just here for you. Not for each other. You've done nothing for us, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, Cap, and as, with that dick... It, huh? Go ahead. As, uh, as that guy, really smart guy, Ralph, who explains it all says, you're welcome. Well, I was going to end this thing with that dickish comment. We'll bring it to a close. But with that, you're welcome. We'll bring it to a close a little a little kinder. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and R2 Square Rob Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And it's hard to do a podcast when you have a mint in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs>